Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. What's going on? Thank you for tuning in to the Brave Life Podcast. I'm excited to go on this beautiful journey with this amazing spirit today. I think you guys are going to take so much value from this conversation. You know, it's not often that you get an opportunity to really connect with people that you come across in, in this world, let alone people within the busyness of Miami. I think one of the things that I try to do, and I'm always trying to be aware of, is that I think each one of us have a beautiful, special purpose and a gift to share. And a lot of times, you know, we, we hide amongst the many that unless we're doing something catastrophic or large or big, we can kind of go under the radar. And I think it's our opportunity, whenever you have a platform, if you have a voice, to find those people who are really life changers within our community that's making an impact to really just kind of shine light on those beautiful spirits that exist within your community. So for me, having this conversation um, with a really, really special person, um, Vanessa has been just a beacon of inspiration within our community for a long time in the business and what she does. But I often think that like like many, I think, I don't know if we as a community really just appreciate or really value what she's done and how long she's been in business. and. So to be able to have this opportunity to share this golden spirit with you guys, the tribe, um, brings me a lot of joy. So, um, Vanessa, thank you for coming and thank you for being a part of this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> what an introduction. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's true. That's how I honestly feel. Um, that's how I honestly feel about you. I think a lot of times it is. It's, 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 it's our responsibility to make sure that we're doing our best to really just shine light on what's going on and, and the good in this world. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in all the things that may not be an ideal, right? You see it everywhere, but there's really people really doing amazing things, and I think you fall into that category. So, Thank you. Thank you. So I'll allow, I'll allow you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to the tribe. Well, as, as you mentioned, my name's Vanessa, Vanessa Salmo. Uh, I am an, uh, the owner. Oops, sorry. No worries. So I'll make sure you're make sure you're in there. All right. Uh, I am the owner of OHM or OM Boutique okay. in South Miami. I've been doing it ten years now. Nice. Um, we've got a great team with me. We sell clothes. We also have our website. Um, but I don't really see. So that's like my job title, right? Okay. Yeah. What I do is I help people. Nice. That is what I do. Nice. Like, and it's taken me 10 years to realize that. I don't know, probably less, like maybe eight years. That's beautiful. And I always notice like when people would ask me, what do you do? Mm. I'm like, uh, I own a clothing store in South Miami. Yeah. And I would panic. Right. Because it felt so empty because like, that's not what, yes, I sell clothes. Like, that's yeah. how I make money, but that's not what I do. Yeah. I help people. Yeah. I'm a therapist. I'm a mom. I'm a friend. I'm a best friend. I'm a confidant. I'm so many like roles that so I like to play layers. in my my little box of home yeah just like to help people I love women that. men looking for the perfect gift for their wife or for mm -hmm. their girlfriend or their mom mm -hmm. but, and i've done that since i was a little kid I but more so and with wonderful direction for the last 10 years so so for you you talk and you talk beautifully about having just different elements of just your purpose and giving yourself room and opportunity to be able to find that 
was that that awareness to kind of be mindful of that was that something that was always there or is this something that you kind of grew into right because so many people are like all right where you own a boutique and you kind of feel like you're limited in in like you said how you show up what you say how you represent yourself but it seems like what from what i'm hearing from you is that you understand that there's layers to who you are but also there's layers to the purpose and the impact that you have is that, is that something that's always been clear for you not always been clear um i think i got a better understanding of my purpose mm. once i hired my coach mm. so tell us a little bit about that all right yeah. i know uh, i i know that i personally know your coach and i know she's a freaking rock star she so tell, tell me a Tell us a little bit about how powerful she is, but then also um, what I'm really excited to hear about is what made you see the value in bringing someone on like 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 your coach? Um, because I know that, especially if you're owning a business, expenses is something that we always play with, right? Yeah. You're like, wow, this is a store, this is something that I wanna do, but I've gotta be mindful of everything, right? But for you to see enough value in hiring a coach to work with you in that way, um, did you always have that value or is it something that you had to develop as well? So when I first hired, well, first let me talk about Angie yes, and how amazing yes, Angie. she is. Uh, so my coach is Angie, Angie Sanchez on Instagram. You can find her as I am Angie Sanchez. Shout out, Angie. Shout out. Yeah. We love <laughs> that girl so much. Hell yeah. Um, she, well, the way I met her was total coincidence. I, I believe in God. I'm a yeah. believer and he puts little pieces in play and it's our yeah. uh, responsibility yeah. to make a move on those plays. Yeah. And if we don't make it right away, he'll remind you a few more times. Amen. <laughs> and that's exactly how that works with Angie. She is a badass. She has the kindest, softest heart, yet the strongest woman that I know. Um, she will push all her own issues and problems and day-to-day and -day life just to be there for you and whether you need advice whether you just need someone to hold space for you mm. she taught me what it was to hold space for someone mm. and we don't realize how important that is yeah. to just like listen listen mm. without opinions without interruptions without an agenda just genuinely listen that's mm. one of the most one of the easiest ways to love somebody mm. and she taught me that Wow. Like, wow. just to listen. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. And like, you want me to hug you? Or just sit here. I right. do that. Right. I didn't know how to do that before. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fixer. You know what? And, and it's funny because, you know, you talk about, first of all, you having the courage to say, hey, I'm not good at this. So how can I prove, right? But also, I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with. Yeah. Right? We feel like we have to, the only way we can hold space is by impregnating the space with our opinion mm -hmm. and, and our own self interests and it's not necessarily always coming from a negative place it could be you doing the best you can but you thinking that what's needed is your voice and sometimes yeah. it's just the stillness right so when when you were able to develop that feedback you were and, and angie was able to show that to you how did it not only change kind of like the relationships that you have with the people in your life but how did it change you as a business owner right because i imagine too like I get it, we get it as coaches a lot, but even, I mean, you own a clothing boutique, and like you said, you're working with sometimes husbands going there, but I imagine too that you're working with a lot of women who come in there who are probably so used to being prejudiced about what they don't like about themselves, yes. that putting garments on, I imagine that there's also a little bit of coaching that goes into that as well. No, you're beautiful, this looks beautiful on you, yes. right? Like, so did it change the way that you became like a business owner and being able to help people find space in your, in your business? So, in my business, 
Not really. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. When I'm in those four walls mm -hmm. at home, yeah. and my customers and people, yeah. I'm a different person. Nice. The holding space, I learned more from my family and my intimate relationships. Nice. Just because uh, being Hispanic, growing yeah. in a very close-knit family, yeah. it's like... Yeah, yeah. That's how you help. You tell people what to do or how to think or, or they're right or they're wrong. But right. at the store, my favorite thing um, was listening to women, mm -hmm. right? So here, try the song. They come out, no, I'm fat, no, I'm this, no, I'm that. I'm listening. I'm like, I think you're beautiful. But mm -hmm. I, I hear you. Right. I hear you. And, and sometimes, like, we just want to be heard. I want yeah. to be able to say that this fits too tight and my arms are too big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not someone tell me, no, you're crazy. Yeah. So I, I did very well at the store and with my girls and my employees and what do you need? Mm -hmm. It was a very good listener. Mm -hmm. It was with my family that it was not, and my close relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but I learned, Angie helped me understand how important it was to mm -hmm. hold space for the people you love the most. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's easy, or at least it was easy for me to do it with a stranger and listen and be compassionate and mm -hmm. it was harder for me to do that with my family. I love that. You know, you talk and you could tell just even how you light up when you think about family. Yeah. You know, well, how, I, how integral do you think that that family, tell us a little bit about your dynamic growing up. Do you come from a big family? I know you said you drew references to yeah. being a smaller, more intimate family. Um, so there's, it's complicated. Okay. So I'm the youngest of five children. Nice. Okay. So, um, I'm much younger than my brothers and sisters. Okay. I have a brother of 60. Nice. Another brother of 55, a sister of 43, a okay. brother of 38, and then myself at 33. Okay. Um, different moms and dads, but we yeah. all grew up really close. Yeah. Close-knit. Um, but we are what I like to call your typical Latin family. Yeah. And everybody's in everybody's business, and, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and I was always very independent Okay. from a young age. I think yeah. that kind of drove me crazy nice what do you think is, is when you think about both parents where do you think that in the, that that spirit of being independent and kind of going on or, or following the the beat of your own drum is that more of your mother did it come from your father's your grandparents like I find that usually there's a connection to uh, well my, my parents both uh, were entrepreneurs they worked hard their whole life oh, nice but and this is another thing that yeah. Angie taught me in yeah. the process my parents believed in work 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 yeah. yeah work right not this life is working yeah. not work to like live and, right. and you know, have yeah. a passion and because right. you love to do this they kind of like worked to provide everything for us things that they didn't have they came here with nothing they made right. a very very good life for themselves for their five kids yeah um and I have a different perspective yeah. on the matter. I believe yeah. in like, yeah, I have nice things, my bills are paid, but like right. I need to be doing something with purpose. Yeah. I need to feel what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't care about the dollar. Right. If you're doing it for the money, you're a slave to something. Right. If you're doing it because it's your passion, yeah. you're a slave to your passion. Like yeah, if yeah. I'm gonna be a slave to anything, I'm gonna be a slave to my passion. Yeah, and if you're a slave to that passion, the money will come. You know, and it's funny because we think about kind of like legacy and, and, and traditions and like you're saying, kind of like generations and how certain opportunities are awarded to us that were the sacrifices that were easily made from our parents' point of view. Yes. Not only was it a 
sacrifice, but it was something that they were they didn't even have the luxury to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So now we're at a position of being aware of it, but now we have to almost recondition what we believe to be required to be successful and happy. Because my image is my image growing up mimicked your image of in order to be successful, you have to be willing to outwork everyone. Mm-hmm. So finding time for relief, finding time for vacation, finding time to just be still is always going up against the messaging of there's more you should do, there's more you need to do, this is too easy, it should be more challenging, right? Look for ways to work harder, yeah. right? So I know you're I know you credit a lot of that to just your own personal growth and now you're at a position now as you look in into the future of what you want to create and, and, and how that is kind of dictating but also leading from a kind point of view the owner that you're the business owner that you are I imagine that's going to be important for you to when it comes to developing your own family yes. communicating that to your children how yeah we want to make sure that we're mindful that it does require work in yes. some regards but you want to make sure that you're connected to your passion yes yeah so and I, I just want to correct you a little yeah. bit um, yeah. I did not discover this on my own mm. I, I, I very much especially the first like six years I did my parents' way mm-hmm. of running my business. I loved every minute of it because yeah. I had a passion for what I was doing for mm-hmm. helping people. Boy, did I cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a life. I My early 20s yeah. were gone. I don't remember them. I yeah. just needed to be the best and work the most. Yeah. And, and if I wasn't stressed out, then I wasn't working hard enough. Right. Angie taught me the difference. Having a coach gave me a little bit of insight yeah. that you don't doesn't need to hurt right. for it to be successful. It doesn't need to to be so stressful. You can actually enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I know it's such a crazy concept and it's no, at all. simple, but for at me all. it was, no, it was it's, difficult to learn. Yeah. No, it's like going to church for me. I love it. And that's why I think this conversation and conversations with amazing spirits like you are so important. And here's the reason why. Uh, among besides the the, the natural of just being blessed to share your wonderful purpose with our community. I think it's important for people to see two things. One, that anytime you're creating something that you believe in, there's gonna be moments where you really feel like you're up against a mountain that you can't climb. There's gonna be moments where you have to cry yourself to, to sleep. There's gonna be moments where even the people with around you may even question right there's going to be those storms so for you to have the insight and i think it's i think it's amazing and it says so much about you that you give so much credit to your coaching but you have to have had the resolve and the insight to seek that out yes and i think a lot of times when we're met with that challenge especially as business owners there's somebody that's going to be listening to this that 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 either are looking to own their own business or if they've been or they've been owning their own business for a long time who may be in one of those patches that you're speaking about right those moments of yeah. challenge so for you your attendance had to have gone up to okay there has to be another way there has right? to be another way it right? doesn't have to and that I, at that point I had three stores we had our website it was yeah. so much and a lot of money coming in yeah I wasn't happy yeah like why am I not happy right why because I was divided between three different places Mm. I couldn't and what do I love the most about my business the connection right that that intimate I'm here with my employees I don't I hate to call them employees like Mm. that word feels so I call them my girls because that's what they are they're my friends my sisters Mm. yes they work 
for me, and but they are like my family. Right. And they some come and go, and I get them yeah. at that weird age of they're going to do their masters or they have no, to move on. Yeah. Um, but I still have a fantastic relationship with all my girls. Yeah. Sorry, I got off track. No, no, no. Too. You're on. Listen, you're on track, and, I that's, know, and that's and that's the beautiful thing about conversations that come from a place of love and light. Like we have, just like I believe we all have the answers within us, these conversations are what speak directly to our, to our soul. So it can only be the right way. So the fact that you, and again, to I wish everyone listening could be here and be in this space to see how much passion and love you have for family, but also how that overflows to the people that work for you. You can yes. tell you consider them family. And right? I, it, the people that work for me, my customers, Yeah. like I don't know them all by name. I'm not yeah. there all the time, but yeah. I can tell you at least what you bought over the last yeah. six months, yeah, yeah. what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Um, but back to where the point I was getting at, yeah. everyone was like, oh yeah, you have to open another store. I'm like, what's next for you? And yeah. and I felt that pressure of like, yeah, what's next? What's next? But like, I'm not even happy. I don't even know yeah. if I like this. Like, right. And right around there is when I felt comfortable. And I was like, you know what? Let yeah. me, let me. I had met AMG at the store. Yeah, Actually, yeah. she had walked in. She told me what she did. My eyes lit up. Yeah. I had my psychologist, but right. psychologists are very different from a Extremely coach. Different. Very different Extremely from a different. coach. Yeah, I spend a lot of time telling people the difference. And, you know, it's funny, and, and I always try to look for kind of like things that people say or communicate throughout the conversation where I can see a lot of my likeness in that conversation or whatever is being shared. And I think you said, when, what you said was really powerful when you said you kind of started seeing what other people were saying what comes next yeah and it's so easy to operate from that place of the images or the definition of success that's not even being filtered through our own lens yes this idea of what we need to be happy or to be at this place of feeling successful is often constructed through the opinions of people that you really don't care enough about if you yeah. really thought about it but how much of what we're chasing is through that lens, right? And I think that for you to have that awareness, but it takes a lot of courage. It's, it takes courage, here you are, you know, operating three beautiful stores, you have your own website, you have, if you have three stores, I imagine you're double digit employees. So you have all these people, um, customers who are accustomed to your product being in certain locations. Most people in those situations are like, all right, I have the images of success. The fact that I'm feeling empty, the fact that I'm not feeling as if I'm connected, is tied into that purpose, all that other stuff falls far in comparison to as long as I have the images of success. Yeah. So I, what I want to learn from you is not only why was that important, but was it, was it hard for you to know that, all right, if I go on this journey to seek out what really fills me up, I may lose some of this. And by losing some of this, that took a lot of courage. Where did where did you where did you turn to to find that courage? Was faith a big part of you for doing that? Was it reading? Was it was it family that you had? Was it the coaching? What was it that helped give you the courage to be confident about going in that direction? It's a combination. I yeah. like I mentioned, I believe in God, a whole yeah. lot of prayer. Yeah. And those mornings that you wake up with that first. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's a prayer answered, and you're like a little more confident in your decisions. Yeah. I am not impulsive. Mm. So I, I sit back and I'll think about things. Mm. Another thing that Angie taught me to just like sometimes you gotta go for it. You yeah. can't yeah. sometimes and you'll right. know what you should think about and what you could be impulsive about. Yeah. Um prayer and yeah. and 
coaching. Yeah. It was someone that I could open up to. I could, and it's not like a coach will have all the answers, right. but they teach you how to find your own answers. Right. Well, that's what's important to you. Right. What is it that, that you feel you're lacking? Yeah. And just in simple conversations mm-hmm. with, with people, like you mentioned, that have done the work, that yeah. know how to find the answers within. Mm-hmm. I realized that what was making me so unhappy was I didn't have a fixed connection. Mm-hmm. I liked to know what I was and be there. And I couldn't be at three places in one day. Mm-hmm. Even if I spent one day on Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, mm-hmm. I still had too many moving parts and it's really hard to just be somewhere for, for me yeah. once a week. Yeah. Um, seeing my coach, talking mm-hmm. to her, making that decision. Mm-hmm. And I ultimately, I closed those stores. Yeah. I expanded my original location and I kept my website and then one big home mm-hmm. where everyone was under one roof. There you go. You know, and, and, I, and I feel like, you know, when you talked about how you evolved and how you changed and how you grew, you had to in a lot of ways, you had to redefine what success felt and looked like. Yes. You know, that's the biggest thing that I think, there's two things that I think as it relates to that specific part of what you shared that a lot of people lose sight on. One, be willing to just as, there's no really set, I think that just like life evolves and grows, so does purpose and passion sometimes. So you have to be one to give yourself an opportunity to continue to redefine how you show up and what you do in life always follow in the direction of where you feel inspiration is coming from. But I think that also requires being able to reframe sometimes and kind of change uh, uh, the way in which you define things like success, happiness, love. And a lot of times we begin, we, I think, a lot of times in the work that I've done, I find that people become so rigid in what it looks like that even when they're getting those signs that you're getting, it's hard for them to make that decision because it causes them to put in question all the other things that for them are definition of success, right? Mm-hmm. You're going from three stores and consolidating with purpose and with love to one. It's hard to, how do you, some people, like how do I look at that being a plus? It's a loss. I went from three to one. A lot of people will right. see it that way. Right. So you have to be willing to change in some ways reshape your definition of success and saying that no that this too is success if anything it's even more success because of the place in which i'm coming from right and i think that you know angie and i do similar work in coaching but you have to make sure the most important part that the person is open to receive yes and i think a lot of times my clients in particular they don't necessarily always give themselves that credit like the work can only grow roots where the willingness is and i think that's powerful and the fact that you have such a beautiful connection and to faith, to faith practice, um, is, is it kind of helps you through those storms and through those moments, right? You know, one of the things that I want to kind of speak to, and, and, I, and I know you're a perfect person to ask, you know, for those people who, who are out trying to figure out what that passion is or use their passion to be able to use it to serve other people, this passion to own your boutique, was, was that a passion? Did you always grow up and you're a very fashionable um, spirit were you always drawn to fashion or was it something that kind of you grew into as well or was that or, or did you know early on I mean you came from a legacy or a lineage of entrepreneurs as did I so I imagine you probably are you probably knew to a certain extent that you wanted to work for yourself but did you know that what you're doing right now did you envision that yes and no okay um, so it's funny mm. at a very young age like mm. middle school yeah. kind of thing 
Right away, I wanted to, I'm going to give you a funny story. Okay. I wanted these cute little, like, hair clips. Okay. And I was like, I'm not giving you any more money for hair clips. Enough. Yeah. yeah. So I like, oh, but I want them. I would get a weekly allowance. Yeah. I look at the hair clips, and I was like, well, they're pretty practical. I'm like, they're easy. Mm-hmm. I went to Michael's. I bought some hair clips, and I bought some cute little beads and buttons uh, and stuff like that. So super glue. Yeah. I'm not hot glue guy. Then I went home, and I, I made a couple of clips, and like, Put on my hair once it's cool because she won't buy me clips, so I'll yeah. make my own clips. Yeah. The next day at school, they were like, Oh my god, I love your hair clip. Oh my god, I love your Within a week, I was making hair clips for my friends, giving nice. them four for a dollar. Nice. And I made my first hundred dollars that way. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. So I always had that in me, and yeah. I can tell you a hundred stories that were mm-hmm. like that, whether it was blow drying people's hair or my yeah. friends' hair and stuff like that. Oh, sorry. Um, but. So I loved fashion and I loved clothes, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like the image of fashion. Mm-hmm. Like models and media and mm-hmm. all of that flashiness that, yeah. that kind of turned me off to it. The messaging, yeah. But I always like to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's how I helped people. Yeah. Helping them with an outfit, lending them clothes, or, oh, do you have this party? Okay, look, I have these shoes. Like, do you want to wear these shoes? Yeah. Um, I worked in retail, yeah. and then at 22, yeah. I came home one day. And my parents are like, so we've been thinking, and we think you're old enough now, because I had asked them when I was 19, and they thought I was yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, they're like, well, well, we'll support you, and we'll help you, and if you want to open a store. Oh, nice. And I was like, and you guys are crazy. Yeah. I was 22, so it was like 2009, yeah. right? Like, the economy was yeah, yeah. crap. Yeah. Okay. So within two months I had the location I had the yeah. store I had the clothes I just got like really I can't even tell you how it happens yeah that's just so I, a lot of uh, people will reach out and they'll ask me like I want to open a store what do I do mm-hmm. you've got to love it mm-hmm. you've got to love it because yeah. there is no I can tell you you need a light you need your licensing you need to buy clothes you need mm-hmm. to do this your rent but there is it's got to be inside of you whatever yeah. it is that you do Right. And it wasn't selling clothes that excited me. It was helping people. Being of service. And that was a way of being of service that really resonated with you, which is powerful. You know, it's, and I agree, you know, that the love is what kept you throughout those storms. And I I lost that message a Mm. lot. I Mm. would, I would find myself in this dark place. Like, why am I doing this? Mm. And especially nowadays, Every other day, it's another store popping up. It's people using your same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stores using your swag. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying. They're yeah. trying. To, they're trying to. And then I've been taking selfies like, wow, for like feels, five years now. I was like, wow, this feels a little familiar. And it's funny the way that my selfies evolved. Yeah. I used to do like flat lays where they keep pictures of the clothes on the floor. Yeah. Um, with I before even Instagram opened, they would like yeah. upload them to Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And my customers were like, oh, can, can you try on that top and send me a picture of it just yeah. to like see what it looks like? And I was like, sure. So yeah. I just like put it on really quick, take a couple of pictures on my yeah. phone and send it to them. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. Save it for me in this size. Or like, I'm going to pay over the phone, shoot yeah. it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I would steal with my plowies and every day, can you put it on? Can you send me a picture? Of what? Yeah, yeah. So then we would, we launched a website yeah. and I got a model. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, but can you still take the picture and, and show me what it looks like? I'm like, okay. I love I'll, it. I'll send you the picture. I love it. I and love sure it. enough, I, like, 
it was always a flat lay, and then a couple of pictures of me, just really casual, like front, back, side. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I find that when you're really being intentional about doing something that you love, the universe, God, it works. You know, divine consciousness just aligns things for you in meaningful ways. And to have the courage to feel wherever you feel that tug of inspiration coming from, go and, and seek it out and figure out how I can use that to inspire and or to connect with the purpose and the work that I'm doing. Like you said, you found your way of being of service through that lens of what you do, right? And 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 I think sometimes we get so caught up in what being of service looks like. Yeah. It has to be a certain way. Um, it has to be an all or nothing kind of thing. And I think that regardless of what you're doing, if you find a higher purpose that is serving, if you find a way of being truly connected to being present and being of service to other people, then the universe will start rolling out signs that you're going in the right direction. Even when met with challenges, right? You'll come across that conversation with someone like Angie in your store. The universe is sending, God is sending out that, that message to you. And it's being used through beautiful spirits like her to share with that insight that you need when you need it the most. Yes. Yes, you know, I have chills. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, and another thing, too, I think is so powerful when it comes to manifesting things is having a vision. And even if it's not clear, like you said, sometimes it can be a little hazy. It's not going to yeah. be as crystal clear. But when your parents, for you to have that love and support, and it showed up that way for you and, and, and it came through your parents, when they had mentioned that, hey, you know what, this is something that you've been talking about for a while, we're willing to get behind you. Talk a little bit about how important was it for you to be able to see it in its end when you started? Did you already envision what you wanted to create? Did you know what how you wanted to feel? Did you, you know, did you know what kind of garments that you wanted to sell? Did you envision those experiences that you wanted to share with people? Or was it like, hey, we'll figure this out as we go along? Hey, we'll figure this out as we go along. Yeah. From day one, yeah. it was like, and even now I look back and the store is different nowadays. Yeah. We've expanded, we changed. Yeah. I never saw that. Mm-hmm. I never saw how beautiful it could be. Mm-hmm. But I, there was a fire inside, mm-hmm. an excitement mm-hmm. that like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't know. I, it was every day, just here are five things I need to get done mm-hmm. and move forward and towards that goal. Yeah. I love it. You don't need to have this plan. Some so many people, mm-hmm. especially starting a business, yeah. they 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 need everything, everything down on a piece of paper, and like this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. Yeah, you gotta have your goal, the right. that, that picture, right? Right. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna open a clothing store boutique. Yeah. So what do I need for that? Well, I need at least a thousand square feet. Right. I need clothes, which I know how to buy clothes. I'm, right. I'm in the I had uh, worked in retail. Yeah in small boutiques for a while. Uh, and then you go evolving. And I started with paper bags and now I have beautiful cloth reusable bags. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to have it perfect in the beginning. Yeah. You fall into the role that you're playing. You create yeah. the thing that you're meant to create. Yeah. I love it. You know, I always say, you know, if, if what's in you, if you can't take it out, this passion, this light that that turns on, when you're talking about being of service, especially through the lens and the vehicle that you're using of being of service, that inner calling, that inner fire that exists within you for this purpose is something that you can't remove even if you wanted to. If yeah. I said, okay, Vanessa, go home, and when you come back, I don't want it to be there anymore. If you can't remove it, then we have to at least come to the 
conclusion that it was placed there for a reason. Yeah. And if it was placed there for a reason, seek it all the way out and see where it's going to lead because that could potentially lead to one of the ways that you're going to be of impact and service mm-hmm. and create something really magical and special, no matter how big or how small. And you've been blessed to be able to pour that love into your stores. And that's why no matter what happens around you, you'll always have a community of supporters because, you know, it's they leave, they may leave with the garment, right? But you come for something much more than that. Yeah. You know, I, I draw the comparison to there's certain stores that I go to, even when I don't want to buy anything. I'll go, I'll travel around the world. I'll always find my way into an Apple store. And I have everything. <laughs> Same thing with the little women. I have everything. Or a coach. I have everything. But you, it, but it's the energy and what it represents yeah, and how you feel, right? Right. So I think, you know, there's going to be someone, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things and powerful things from this conversation, is giving people the permission to know that it's, you're not going to have all the clarity that you think is required for you to do that. And we may, a lot of times we feel like in order to be, we have to have and do. But it happens in reverse, mm-hmm. I think. You know, 100%. you be, you you be of be. that person of service in that way. And then all the other things are kind of flow as, as you evolve into that role. And I think that there's going to be someone on the other end of this that's going to be like, you know, that's just the messaging I needed. You know, and when you talk about messaging, you know, you think about someone that may be on right on the verge or right on the cusp of really putting it all in and investing everything into following that purpose, whereas they could probably have a high paying job and everyone else is telling them, no, stay in corporate. Okay but they really believe that they want to be doing something, they want to be contributing in a different way. If there was any advice you could give someone that's, that's terrified, that's really, you know, the, 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 the sure responsibility of having a carrier overhead or where do I find the space, where do I find the consumers? Um, what would you, is there any words of wisdom or advice that you would give someone that's wrestling with making that decision? You know, because I think that not only is it, I think we all come across in different parts of our lives moments where you can either jump and just trust that you're going to develop the wings on the way down or you continue to walk on the journey that you're on and hope that there's another opportunity for you to feel that jump feeling again you know so what would you say for someone who's on the other end who may need um the lens or the words that only you could share right so it's gonna sound a little tough okay but just make sure you want it bad enough mm-hmm Make sure you want it bad enough because you know what? Mm-hmm. What I've learned. Mm-hmm. If you want it bad enough, nothing is going to stop you. Because no. you're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. You don't think that I've cried in a bathroom numerous times, like in my office in a bathroom. Like, what do I do? These things aren't selling. Or I just don't have 200 broken dresses because it was mm-hmm. a bad quality and I can't return it. I can't do anything. That's money down the drain. You mm-hmm. might yeah. take a loss. You move forward. You don't think about it. And what could I do? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Learn my lesson. Don't buy it. Yeah. Respect the garments a little bit more. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you want it bad enough, nothing's gonna stop me from moving forward. I love that. Nothing's gonna stop me. Yeah. And what did I want bad enough? I wanted my independence. Mm-hmm. That's what what drove me. Yeah. I had the passion. I had love for people. Those were all my reasons. Mm-hmm. But what drove me? My independence. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to be someone. I didn't want. To work for someone, I didn't want someone to tell me what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Mm. I, 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 yeah, I resonate with that. You know, I that's I what meant something that. to me. Yeah. So even on the days where I'm like, it might sound mean, but I don't want to see people. I don't want to deal with anybody because we, we all have those. We all have those moments. Yeah. 
well, if you don't deal with people, then you don't have your independence, and so you better go find a job and work for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You it's know? really that simple. So we know we need yeah. different. We need passion. We right. Need, but you also need to be realistic. Do you want to go work for someone? Right. Nope. Okay. Well, then I gotta <laughs> here we go. Smile and sit up yeah, and, yeah. and find a solution to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, and it's when you're when you're when you're an entrepreneur. I think one of the things that one of the things that I had to realize. And I, and I often experience this in having conversations with people. When you're an entrepreneur and you're creating something that only you create, you're responsible for things being met or things won't get met. Yeah. You don't have the idea of the safety, quote, I put quotations around it, that comes with working for someone else that no matter how you show up, you're going to get paid every two yeah. weeks. But I think the biggest mistake, and I, this is just my point of view, the challenge I have when having conversations with people is that there's a there's there's an idea that by working for someone you have a tremendous amount of security and safety, and when I tell people all the time, is all it takes is you upsetting the wrong person, mm-hmm. and here is the place that you've given ten years of your life to, so that idea of safety is much fragile than you think. So then it becomes, make sure you're doing the work that you're doing. If this requires working for someone else, great. I'm not saying that everyone's no yeah. made to be an entrepreneur. But don't make the mistake of sacrificing what could potentially be your passion for this idea of what you safe. think is safe. Right? I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And it, and it may require, like you said, those days that you don't want to show up, that you have to show up. Because if you don't show up, the lights don't get yeah. paid. Right? So I think, and I agree, that resonates with me. If you find a strong enough why, you'll, you'll overcome anyhow. Yeah. Right? And I think that being connected to that is important. Yeah. You know, when you think about the future... Um, of, of your location. So you're, you've been in business. You've been blessed to be in business for how long now? Ten years. Ten years. Wow. How does, that, how does that feel? Do you, are you going to do anything to commemorate it or celebrate it? Um, well, so it's like nine and a half. Okay. Our actual ten-year anniversary, yeah, when I like the okay. big party. Nice. Good for you. Okay. So when you think about like the ten years, first of all, I'm sure they go by in, in a millisecond, right? Yeah. If you... When you kind of forecast and you think about the next 10 years, where do you want to see your company go? Or is it just kind of like one of those things where you're like, you know what, I want to be of service and I want to continue to, to, to sell product that resonates with me and wherever this beautiful journey goes, it goes. Or do you have like an end, uh, uh, an end goal that you have in mind when you think about how you want it? I don't have an end goal. I know I'm going to be doing this and by this I mean helping people. Mm-hmm. And yeah contributing to my community one way or another mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I got like little goals here and there. Okay. You know, like maybe yeah. actually do my own clothing line. Okay. Because right now I, I resell clothes, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've narrowed, narrowed it down. What would you so call it? <laughs> Listen, if you're working with trademarks right now, don't announce it. Because <laughs> I want you to be able to keep it. But no, if you don't, no. do you know? And, and hey, that's another thing that I believe in. Yeah. I believe... If it's for me, it's for me, and nothing's going to stop me. So I could say it a hundred times. There you go, but we're not going to say it. But you know know it. No, I will. I'll tell you the three three that I love, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Okay. Um, Well, one is Hello Monday. Okay. So so you got to explain that one. Because everyone always like, Monday? So you're putting a Monday is my favorite day of the week. Okay, why is that? Because I do what I love. There you go. And I said it like... That way on purpose. I do what I love. Why wouldn't I love Mondays? Amen. I wake up. I I do my payroll. I see my girls. Everyone's fresh. I get to like pump up everybody for the week. Yeah. I'm actually more of a like Monday over Friday type person. Okay. 
Friday, I, I love because I get to stay home with yeah. my dogs and my husband. Yeah, and I don't yeah. do anything on Fridays. That's awesome. So, hello Monday. Hello well. Monday. Okay. And I also like love to write it. Okay. I, it I would do the logo. Hello, hello is a very beautiful word to write, I especially if you're good at like cursive. Exactly. My I do the whole thing. It's pretty spotty, so it looks like hello. <laughs> but hello, usually in everyone else's handwriting, but mine is very beautiful, so I can see that. Hello Monday. Okay. Um, and then M and O. Which are Mila and Olivia, my two little Frenchies that I love. Mm. So those are the two names that I would like really. I love it. Go I can, for. I can see and that. then the third would just be Om, like a yeah. branch off the store into our own. Yeah. Now, where did the inspiration, speaking of Om, where did the inspiration for the name come from? So back when we started, that mm. was originally, and you remember him, my brother. Yeah. My brother and I. Had, How is he, by the way? He's doing well. Nice. He's doing really well. He actually joined the corporate world. Nice. You could believe it. No, I can't. It's funny. <laughs> so he did really well at the store, and yeah. we share that same passion, passion. helping people. Yeah. I and mean, you remember him. He was always like. Kind spirit. Love yeah. to talk to people, love yeah. to get to know you, make you feel good. He was the mayor of the block, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, after like eight years, he was yeah. kind of like. Yeah. The women's club. The season was over. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's living at Madeira, in okay. Gabeland now. He loves the building, loves the um, people. He started working with them, leasing apartments. Nice. And good he's super happy. Super happy. You know, and that's the thing. If you're doing something that fills you up, then all the other stuff is just marshmallows on top of the chocolate. It's like he's doing the same thing with the clothes, yeah. except now he's selling apartments and he's still talking to people all day and finding them their dream home I and making it. it happen. So then he was a part of the decision to come up with Om? With Om, with okay. the name. So since it was both of us, yeah, um, we were doing men and women mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, oh, balance, yeah. tranquility, yeah. center, yeah. Uh, a place where you could come in and, and feel calm, yeah. peace, and yeah. tranquility. And that's why the walls were white, floors yeah. were, were natural wood, and right. a lot of the elements that we still keep, very natural yeah. things, um, which says a lot about who we are as individuals. We're very grounded, very yeah. natural, we try to be balanced. Yeah. I think balance is so important in life. Oh, for sure. Like It's everything. And we're not always going to be balanced, but, right. the, you know? Coming back to center. Mm -hmm. You know, being a yoga instructor, OM has a special meaning, for sure. So I think even if, if it's in passing, or if I'm walking, or if I'm having lunch near your store, being able to see the words blown up to that size, it just reminds you to find that, to find that center. Find your center. I love that. I love and that. And it's crazy, because we had done that so long ago. Mm -hmm. And it's always been in me, but not not to the degree that it is now mm -hmm. and sometimes we do things unconsciously because like i didn't mm -hmm. i loved what it stood for but i didn't see it as such a mm -hmm. a big impact in my own life mm -hmm. and i like kind of blink my eyes sometimes and i'm like it was all along it's it been there. there the whole time and for yeah. so long like i didn't even like the name of the store because so many people thought we were a yoga mm -hmm. store studio or that we sold yoga clothes and stuff like that and i was yeah. like why do we name it this? Yeah. And I have like an home symbol tattooed on my head because I, I loved, loved it. Uh, I what it meant and the home symbol. And I fought with it for so long and yeah. I kind of woke up one day and I was like, Vanessa, this is what you stood for the whole time. There you, you go. You didn't even realize that that's what you were doing. There you go. And that's why. You know, and one of the things I want to talk to before we finish is, you know, I think you have, here you, here you are, a very successful business owner who's a quintessential almost like a light post within the community. Um, prior to making this transition into to this area, you and I shared business proximity for a while. So being able to see you be such a, 
such a again such a, a, a light post for that community is, is amazing and you do it obviously outside of that you know one of the things that shows up for me a lot whether it be bringing on trainers for my studio yoga instructors for my practice or health coaches for the work that i do it's very important that you find people that are like energy and understand what you're trying to create yes. and you talked a lot about or a little bit about how you're getting beautiful individuals male and females who are at that transition stage of their lives why is it so important or is it really important for you to instead of just hire people who have the availability what process or how important is it for you to find people that embody some of the core values that you hold at home boutique right so important so when i'm not there yeah and i've got a lot of things to do mm-hmm. those girls are me they're, right. they're my face mm-hmm. I, or at least i'd like them them to be right mm-hmm. everyone has their own personality yeah but that message mm-hmm. that being of service being kind to people mm-hmm. that that's so important to me and i've had great girls girls that sell a hell out of clothes mm-hmm. but the love wasn't there yeah and I, I hate to sound so cheesy but no, like no, it doesn't sound cheesy if, if the love's not there no. this isn't the fit for you right the, you, yeah. you know what I mean yeah, and home okay. isn't for everybody right you're it's it's not bougie and, and yeah. glamorous and no it's it's real and it's yeah. natural and you know that we're gonna be honest I'm never gonna upsell you or right. talk you into that and my girls know that never to do that mm-hmm. on honesty how do you feel in it yeah do you love it because yeah. if you love it doesn't matter or right. maybe we could try this yeah. stuff like that but with the girls we all have two things in common right we're family okay. and we all agree that we're all family yeah and we're here to do it with love Yes. If we can't do it with love, no hard feelings, thanks for us. Yeah, I love that. There's a lot of people hiring. I love that. I gotta go. I gotta be a part of that energy. Are you guys selling men's clothes again now or what? We're not, but I what's can get up, you some. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Well, listen, I know one of the things, too, I want to be mindful of. I know that you have 10,000 things going on and so many projects happening. Yeah, I've always got time for you. Yeah, and I really, honestly, I really appreciate this conversation. I think this is a conversation that's going to stay with me for a while. Before I let you go, I have a couple rapid-fire questions. Um, I'm a big anchor person. I carry my lacrosse ball as an anchor for me for my own special reasons. But I, I would love to kind of like anchor our conversation today by asking you just a couple fun, some shallow, some deep questions to kind of see where your mind is. Okay. Right? So the first question, if you don't mind, is if you can go any place in the world, where would you go? Uh, Australia. Oh, wow. Any part. It's beautiful to me. Nice. Wow. Okay. I love that. What's your favorite thing to eat? My favorite thing to eat? Yeah. Bread. <laughs> if, bread or Brussels any kind sprouts? Of, any, oh, Two my God. Things. Brussels sprouts. I'm a huge my fan. My hands are clammy. There you go. Don't worry. I'm a huge <laughs> Listen, I'm a huge Brussels fan. All right, so yeah, we maybe I'll find like a shirt that just says I love Brussels sprouts. I don't know why I love them so much, but like I yeah. actually crave those during the day. Yeah, amen. Um, cracked, Chef Adrian. Oh, she oh does my a good god, job. phenomenal! But she doesn't do like a lot of the syrup and bacon on it. Um, because I know there's a couple of restaurants that they're not right. like that, but okay. they're there's right, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, so then because all right, so we could we could we could we can hang out on yeah. Brussels sprouts. Okay, <laughs> so then how do you? One way that you heal, when you're in those moments that we talked about, whether it's journaling, whether it's prayer, how do you heal? Journaling, mm. through it. Journaling, okay. which is amazing to me. I recommend yeah. it to anybody, anyone that talks to themselves in the car, anyone that has fake arguments in the shower, yeah. journal, it helps. All right. All right. Uh, my dogs. 
Okay. Cuddling with my dogs. No. Or I cry it out. No. I cry it out. I love that. I love that. I give myself 10 minutes. Okay, I'm going to cry my eyes out and then I'm going to wipe my face and go on with my day. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And then lastly, one thing you know for sure. One thing I know for sure. Yeah. You can think about it. That's a deep question. I'll figure out in what a deep question. Mm. So for me, one thing I know for sure, love is everywhere. Love right? is everywhere. Right. So when I think about it, or when you're when you're when you think about that question, what shows up for you when you think about one thing you know for sure? If I can't do it with love, I'm not doing it. Here, here. And I'm big on that. Like my Instagram profile, a hundred messages in the house. Yeah. Do things with love. I love it. Be love. It's hard it. to be love, but if you're going to do something and you can't do it with love, don't do it. I love it. That's a clear sign that you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Instagram and socials, yes. tell all our listeners two things or one big thing altogether. How do they stay in contact with you? If they want to get in contact with you and your product and they want to come by and see your store, how would they, be, how would, how would they do that? So, store, you can either shop online at shop ohmboutique.com, spelled okay. out all normal, or nice. the Instagram ohmboutique. Okay. That's it. Nice. Super simple. And then my personal one is Vanessa Janelle, but... Yeah, if you want to be inspired yeah. by a rock star that's doing dope shit in the community and sells her own shit and got her own store, I mean, yeah, whatever. That inspires you. two really cute Frenchies that I posted. Nice. What color are they? A black one and a white one. Nice. Nice. I love that. I love yin yin yang. Yes. Well, listen, Vanessa, thank you so much for spending this hour with our tribe. Um, again, I, I, I love just having these conversations because I think there's so much fruit that you can always take from it. So for you to be able to spend time, take time out of your day to share with the tribe, I just really just, on behalf of the Breathe Life community, I'm just so grateful. So, th- so thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm like honored of leaving this conversation just so full. Oh, and that's what's you. so nice about having conversations like this. Yeah. It's hard to do in the day to day. Yeah. And then to sit down with someone like-minded, someone yeah. that appreciates oh, yeah. so much. Nice. I well, love thank it. you. Well, listen, guys, there you go, guys and girls. Check it out. Um, thank you for going on this beautiful podcast journey with us today. Uh, Breathe Life. Hey, Tribe. So if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on your favorite platform.